Okay, here we go. The Planet Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> Finally, according to the U.S. News and World Report, 1997 Career Guide, the best job in the United States for the second year in a row is Interactive Business System Analyst. However, last year's worst job, assistant crack whore, <laughs> has been replaced by a new worst job, crack whore trainee. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. You know, I would say episode 159, but I'm not sure anymore. Uh, you know, I'll I'd, check. I've lost, we've lost track. All of us, collectively. I don't know the name of the number of the episode. I do know that Bill Smith is here. My name is Bill Smith, and here's where I live. Thanks thanks to Jesus for bringing us Bill Smith. Yep. Because he's the savior of this podcast in many ways. Ben Kitchen is here. Thank, thank Buddha. Hey, Ben. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> ben, ben got... Uh, uh, I, are you are you completely switched now to the what's what is it Buddhism? Yes. Because I read on your resume and you, it was a misprint on your resume. Really? Yeah, it said Buddhism. <laughs> that Those are two different things. <laughs> I, I subscribe to both. <laughs> I thought I'd just make a crack about that. Oh no! Here we go. <laughs> well, uh, Mike Adams is here too. He's the host. He's here thanks to Christine Adams because she rescued me. You know that. She did. She did. I'm going to get all misty-eyed over this. She was your Porto Salvo. She rescued me from the scrap. In other words, she saved him from the bottom of that porta potty. Yeah, that's right. That's she she saved that. me from the scrap. So <laughs> you said in French, right? Exactly. Yeah. The scrap heap of life. Is there such a thing? It certainly is. Yes. Well, I, I know that Jason Wolf rescued me from the radio scrap heap at one point in time. <laughs> and then uh, so did uh, Chuck Perks. <laughs> yep. And then Bob Goodell threw me back on the scrap heap of radio. That fat tub of shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to talk about that anymore. Come on. The lawyers told me. And now you're on the cruise of podcasting. You know, I don't give a shit about what lawyers tell me to do anymore. They say, don't do this, don't do that. I say, shut the fuck. I'm too old for this. (laughs) You know? Anyway, uh, where were we? You were. You don't say that to your own lawyer. I know that. No, no. Well, my... My own lawyer is my friend. It's one thing to have and a lawyer. He wins for you. It's one thing to have a lawyer. It's one other thing to have a friend who's a lawyer because friends are better than lawyers. Well, that's true. That's, that's true. That's what that's they true. say. But uh, you were doing the introduction to the show. Oh, that's and, right. And you got that's to right. you got right. to yourself. And I always I always get dis, just disemboweled when I uh, talk about myself. <laughs> that's really? What they say, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking that it's I'm probably. Uh, this is not humble bragging at all, anyway. I just want you to know if some things about me you may not know. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking in my head yeah. that I'm the only person in this room who has seen the Go Go's partially naked in person. Oh, in person. In their, in in their dressing person. room. Well, tell the story. Well, I was backstage for the Go Go. Actually, I, I was. <laughs> It was the Go Go's and the Police. 2018. It, it was no. This was a long time ago. This was a, this was way back. They were all in their late fifties. And uh, yeah, uh, heaven is a place called Smurf. 
Now, here's what happened. I was uh, on stage announcing the Go-Go's because the guy from IRS Records, who still owes me a platinum record for their, re- for their album. Oh. So what, what year so is this? This is like 83? 82? 82? Okay, yeah, 82. Maybe 82. Could be 82. Oh, okay. And he says, oh, when the Go-Go's come to town, you can go on stage and announce them. You know, when they come out, and, yeah, I said, okay, yeah. And he was going to give me a gold record because I was the first station in all of New England to play the Our Lips Are Sealed and all that shit the Go-Go's had out So... They were opening for the police. That's how I got backstage with the police. Remember I was telling you, I was backstage for the Go-Go. So, um, so I get on stage, and I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, the Go-Go. They play, and they play, and then I go backstage, and I'm in their dressing room. They're getting dressed. They're right in front of me. You know, taking off their bras. Why are you in their dressing room? Just I was hanging out? Meeting them and talking to them and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Because I was in with the record company guy, right? So and you that's saw, how I met the police. You saw naked breasts of the Go-Go's. I saw ha- two, two naked breasts. Two brassiere laden, you know, changing breasts, uh, underpants. Girl, yep. uh, Gogo's in her underpants. Yeah. Well, I'm the only one in the room that's seen that. It's showbiz. That's true. That is true. <clears throat> okay, uh, here's another one for you. What is it? I'm probably the only guy in this room who met Bob Crane before he was murdered. <laughs> Bob Crane from uh, Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. Colonel yeah. Hogan. <laughs> um, he was. Uh, I did a telethon with him yep. in Hartford, and I met. I met Bob Crane, and I was. And now, and now he's dead. That's true. I know. Yeah. I got another one. Oh, you want another one? Another one. He's been Go dead ahead. for like forty-five years. I know, but he's still dead. Though. You have he's another one. Nothing's dead, changed. Yes. You know? <laughs> I'm the only guy in this room who's met fifty. I'm just throwing out a number. Sure. Fifty Hall of Famers. Maybe a hundred. I've, are... I've met five. Is five fifty? <laughs> well, it's part of it. Is five a hundred? No. Then don't say that. <laughs> Who's the most famous Hall of Famer you've? Uh, you've I, oh, pff, you know, so many. Yes, but uh, I, I mean, mean just, I have nothing to you know. You've we've met. You've met all the same people I've met for the most part. No, but Rock and Roll Hall and, of Fame. I, you know, far more Hall of Fame. But, basketball. But you you know what do you got? Bill still you know, five will, guys. Bill will top any of them. Elvis. Yeah, there you go. I yes, know. I did meet yeah. Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, but did you meet Ted Williams? Uh, yes, I did. I have a story about that. You did? Ooh. One day at WRKO and RKO. Rush had, with Grace. Yes. Ooh. RKO had the Red Sox. Remember? Category. Okay, so uh, uh, I was having one of those days. It was a Friday. And you know on Fridays when you when you do commercials, there's usually a million of them because you've got to do Fridays, Saturdays, Saturday, Sundays, Sunday. and the stuff that plays yeah. on Monday. So it's a lot of work. And I was loaded with work. I was just couldn't wait to get out of there for lunch. I thought, Jesus, what a day. So I snuck down the hall. I waited by the elevator. Come on, come on, come on, come on. It opened up, and there stood Ted Williams with his manager and some other guy. They were going to go visit Glenn. Was and it he, him or just the head? No, it was <laughs> it was Ted <laughs> Williams. And it was funny because my dad used to like idolize Ted Williams, talk about him like he, was, like he was golden. Suddenly, there I am face-to-face with this guy that was sort of like a... Like a Almost like a legend. Well, he was a legend, but that thing that my father created suddenly standing in front of me. You should have said, Mr. Coffee. I love that thing. (laughs) I said, Mr. Williams. I shook his hand. His big hand came out and shook hands. And and then he rubbed the top of my head. Good good to see you, kid. That's what he said. It sounded like John Wayne. Well, he's like John Wayne. Made me want to cry, though. He's the John Wayne of of sports. He he was a war hero. Uh, You know, he's kind of gruff. and I was filled with all this emotion, though. It was just an amazing thing to meeting that guy. And... uh, yeah, he was uh, Ted Williams. He's Ted times realer than John Wayne, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, he was what John Wayne p- portrayed. Yeah, yeah. But he was the real thing. Ted was. Oh yeah. yeah. 
So any 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 day you want to cha- challenge me on these fifty Hall of Famers, you know, you just call up the different Halls of Fame, and I'll just check off the lists of all the people I've partied with. And then I can call that person and say, uh, <laughs> "Do you know Mike Adams?" Yes. Yeah. And they'll go, "Oh, that asshole." <laughs> Um, I have a whole list of things again. When I put a list of things together, you know that means I did what? Show, Show prep. prep. We should right. call Kevin Graham and let him know. I call Mutt. Let him know that I actually finally got around to doing some show prep. He did show prep. By the way, I saw a picture of Mutt on the internet. Yeah? Actually, it was a chimp. It was uh, a chimp that had been working out. I thought it was Mutt because Mutt's been working out, you know. Yep. Did you know Mutt's acting career started as a, an extra on uh, Escape from Planet of the Apes? <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, he's one of the one of the back background monkeys. Okay, so, sorry, what? He was trying to backstab some some other monkeys. I like to apologize for the um, the actions of our host. <laughs> um, I'm I'm a little pissed off about medical ads. I should probably save this for that new podcast, Fifteen Minutes of Shame, mm. oh. but I can't. Okay, so you're gonna do it now? I, well, I got to. Go no, ahead. It's not news though. Okay, you sure? Okay, I saw some ads on TV, and I thought to myself, I'm gonna pick. Big Pharma is taking over everything except big farming. And they have all these medicines out for every single thing. You know, we've talked about things. What, what do you get when your perineum swells up? And <laughs> what, what do you get when your snots are the wrong color? And there's a million different things out there now. But they always take a minute to a minute and a half to sell you this drug. And at least a half a minute of it each time is disclaimers. Yes. And reasons why you shouldn't take it, really. <laughs> they tell you why you won't. got to take it, then they tell you why you shouldn't or can't, which I think is pretty ridiculous. Hey, I saw one for Kiskali. Kiskali, what does that do? I have the feel. I think it's, it has to do with, uh, you know, the slowing down breast cancer possibilities in uh, post, uh, what do you call it, post-menstrual. Uh, what, postmenopausal. When, yes, okay. postmenopausal. Yeah. I almost said postmenstrual. Well, that was that happens every month. Yeah. This this is a, a, a thing called Kiskali. Now, I'm all for saving people's lives that have breast cancer, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's uh, but you got to think about things when you have the list of uh, of side effects, serious side effects include lung problems, trouble breathing, cough with with or without mucus, chest pain. Severe skin reactions, that's uh, blistering of the lips, eyes, or mouth, Mm. reddened skin, flu-like symptoms, skin peeling with or without fever, heart rhythm problems, that's QT prolongation. Kiskali can cause a heart problem known as QT. This condition can cause an abnormal heartbeat that could lead to death. Wow. If you if you feel dizzy or faint, you know maybe it's too late at that point. I don't know. Liver problems. This is the worst of all. Hepatobiliary toxicity. Kiskali can cause serious liver problems. Tell your healthcare provider. The yellowing of your skin, or the whites of your eyes. Dark or brown tea-colored urine. Feeling very tired. Loss of appetite. Pain on the right side of your stomach area and bleeding or bruising more easily than normal. And that's this, the, the, the serious ones. The common side effects, uh, nausea, infections, fatigue, diarrhea, leukemia. Oh, I mean, you sorry. Diarrhea. Headache, constipation, rash, cough. Well, I guess the point I'm trying to make here is, can't they come up with some medicines that do the same thing to, to help you in your battle against cancer? without making your life miserable until you either win or lose the battle. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem right, does it? 
I would think also, in light of all those dangers, things must be pretty bad for the person to finally say, hey, I'm gonna, I'll try that. Right, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. the list is so long of, yep. of how it's going to change your life. Then there's Bictarvi. Bictarvi. Now, Bictarvi, for those of you who don't know, maybe you've seen the ads. Uh, it's, a, it's a commercial that's a little bit freakish when you look at it because there's <laughs> a lot of different people in this ad. And Who comes up with these names? There's always three syllables, too. Victarvi is a. It, it has to do with the compound of the drug itself. Like the the. the I first, hate the names. There's a there's a prefix and a suffix and all that stuff. Like that's how the names are formed. That, but why don't they just call it something simple like you know blue diamond or or you know red rocket or. <laughs> or there there already is a red rocket. You're right. Victarvi though is the one you see where the two at the end of this it's two guys uh two African American gentlemen kissing on the screen and and you say to yourself can't they just show them eating you know <laughs> it's like what well, I don't it's just like uh, it's weird okay it's weird for me anyway and uh, look I, people can do what they want I don't care but it's like these commercials are run in prime time and they're talking about if so if you're HIV po- positive this Victarvi will make it uh undetectable in your system, the HIV virus. So that so basically, this masks your. It, if you've got it, this masks it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it basically covers up the symptoms or, or, the, or the the detectable symptoms. You still have it. It doesn't cure it, but you still have it. But they're saying that you that I mean you can have sex with somebody uh-huh. and not worry about it. Uh, to me, I don't know, but they have problems with it. Think Kid, the other person has to worry. Kid, well, that, yeah, that's my point. It's like okay, it's kind of se- secretive, isn't it? Uh, kidney problems, including kidney failure, can happen if you take Big Tarvi. That's fun. Changes in your immune system. Um, severe liver problems. Too much lactic acid in your blood. Uh, the most common effects of Big Tarvi uh, are diarrhea. We have that jingle for that. Uh, we have a jingle. Nausea. When you have nausea, heartburn, <laughs> indigestion, upset stomach. Diarrhea. Oh, that might be a telltale sign. You know, I was, okay, this person seems like they're going to be totally HIV safe, but God, they always have diarrhea. Maybe they're it's taking. It's almost like Pepto Bismol makes all these medications. Maybe they're taking Bictarvi. I never thought of that. So you can't do it if you're, if you're breastfeeding or if you're pregnant. I mean, this is this is what I'm saying about these these companies. They put the drugs on TV, and they oh, they make it look like it's a, it's a life saving, you know, uh, end of the world uh, drug thing. And then then the, then the disclaimer comes on, and you go, ah, dude, seriously? Anyway, that's my charge against the big pharma company. There's also one I didn't have time to check into is called the, uh, the COVID vaccine, Imbruvica. But as, a, as someone brought up the names of them, the names of them are just confusing. Make them, you know. Red dye number one, you know, <laughs> pink panther, yellow number five, <laughs> something, you know, give it a name you can remember. That's big, big Tarvi Viscali. There's a million of them. Anyway, I'm done with that. Okay. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Is it done? I, I wonder if I, there's a drug that can get this off my chest. It's big, heavy, ingrown. <laughs> 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 All right, now, <clears throat> did I tell you we have a sponsor? We do have a sponsor. Yeah, and what a I'm mean, I'm so loyal to my friends and they and they are so loyal to me. It's like a beautiful thing. What does this say right here, Ben? I'm holding it up. It says a gift for you. What does it say on it? Hypothecary ales. Hip hypothecary or hopothecary? Hopothecary yeah, ales. There you go. <laughs> this is gonna be key because we're Whoops. gonna give this away to a lucky uh 
listener of the podcast. Nice. Well, that's a nice okay, one. so what is hypothecary? Ho- ho- hypothecary. And we all know what apothecary is from the old days of, yep. you know, medicine men and people, that, you know, mortars and pestles. Yep. Well, this is hypothecary. <laughs> I can't say it. We're going to learn how to say this together. Yeah. First, you Hopothecary. 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 Okay, now hops are big when it comes to what? Beer. Beer, Beer. brewing. Beer, yeah. There's a new brewery and kitchen combination Ooh. in North Reading, uh, and it's, oh, it's, it's run by the greatest yeah. restaurant people that I've ever known. North Reading's a good place. Uh, my good friend Jimmy Dietz and, and all oh, nice. his partners have put together this brewery, and it's, it's brand spanking clean, new, nice tables, mirrors, TVs. It's beautiful. Got the big steel tanks it's back there. It's brand spanking. Yeah. yeah, the tanks are there. You know, six or seven tanks. You know, and more, more tanks than Tiananmen Square. Uh, too soon (laughs) it's a beautiful place and they've got the greatest menu and uh i have in my hand a 50 dollar gift gift card i I see that by the way they have brews that are 8.6 percent alcohol by by volume abv Uh, they call that do they offer a ride home uh, yeah, on an ATV. Yeah. They, they, they'll help you get your Uber. You drink the ABV, Bob Barry, you get on an ATV, you ride home yourself in the snow and in beautiful weather. Uh, so, why'd you just turn into Groucho there for a minute? That's right, that was Groucho, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You know what happens? You say the secret word, the word comes down. <laughs> one of my favorite lines, one of them, he says to the lady, he goes, I can see it now. We get married, and you, you, I come home from work, you're standing on the front porch waiting for me with open arms. Better yet, I'll stand on the front porch, and you come home from work, and I'll wait for you to open up. <laughs> uh, okay, so hypothecary is the card I have Hopothecary. in my Hypothecary. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, <laughs> proudly opened, just recently opened. They're doing great. Yep. And they have this beer. I brought is a double IPA that I brought home to my wife, Christine, who loves IPA, yep. and I gave it to her. And she was so she said it was so awesome. Gee, I, I love uh, IPA, too, and uh, you didn't bring any from me. You know, well, there's only four cans. She she guzzled those in 15 minutes. No, I'm kidding. That's okay. Uh, we go to uh, hypothecary, uh, ales dot com. Hypothecary ales. Hypothecary. Now, here's the tricky part. Yeah. Spelling hypothecary. Uh, <laughs> spelling it is one thing, yeah. but I'm going to do that now. Do it right now. H O P hop, O T H, oth, E C A R Y, hypothecary. Hypothecary Ales. I'm, I'm, I'm asking people to go on their website, hypothecaryales.com, and check it out, and then go there and visit this restaurant because it comes highly recommended. And if they come in and they say, Mikey sent me, then what? They Nothing. They, they get to, <laughs> nothing. They get to enjoy their, their, their – but here's what I do have. If they go on Twitter, yes, okay, oh. at Planet Mikey, tweet me and spell the word hypothecary properly – the first person that goes on Twitter and spells hypothecary on my Twitter account, at Planet Mikey, gets this $50 gift card sent right to them, and they can enjoy themselves free compliments of, of this program. All they've got to do is Fantastic. spell hypothecary and put it on your... I put it on my Twitter on account, Twitter, yeah. yeah, which is at Planet Mikey. And if you spell that wrong, you're an idiot. Oh, man. How's that? That's pretty good. Now they have unbelievable. You're looking at their menu right there. Look at the, let's look, go to the beer the beer list here. I was just looking just at real the cocktails. Quick. I want a morphine because there's no FCC. <laughs> there's no FCC yeah. regulation about how Bullet long I can talk about how great this beer place is. Bitters over. Can you go to this beer yeah, yeah, beer yeah. category? Beer, beer, beer. Come on, click it, Ben. For God's sake, I clicked it. You're not doing shit. You're over there pretending to click. <laughs> 
Fuck you. All right, Nurse, Bet- Nurse Betty's Bitters, 5.2 ABV. Santa's Secret Serum, 5.4. Quarantine, that's 6.8% alcohol. Tincture, double helix. That's what my wife uh, I brought home, that double helix IPA. 8.6 alcohol. By- <laughs> they, uh, honestly, this is the cleanest, best run thing I've ever seen in my life, and I'm going to be a regular customer there. All right. Uh, because uh, I, I know some people. Let's get Vinny from uh, from um, uh, from the Gunworks store. Shawshin. Shawshin. Yeah. And because uh, we're going to be up in that neck of the woods, we'll go. We'll take him out for beers. Yeah. You wanna? Yeah, let's do. That. Let's do that. Perfect. All right, that's a done deal. Right. Bring bring your guns and bring your ID. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you need. <laughs> now, just to remind you how shitty beer used to be in the old days and how great it is now, I have this. You know, I do this once once per podcast. Old beer commercials, and I just to show you that I was paying attention when I was eight. Yes, <laughs> I sing along with them. So feel free. What year was this when you were eight? I don't know. I mean, this one I think is from like when I was maybe ten or twelve. I'm thinking this commercial. It's for Schmitz. <sighs> Schmitz, one year to go beer. Schmitz is a dry beer, a mellow beer, a hearty beer, blended into one beer, a light, bright, fun beer. Schmitz, one beautiful beer. Schmitz. What makes Schmitz of Philadelphia one beautiful beer? It gives you the shits. Schmitz is a dry beer. Get the shits with Schmitz. A hearty beer. Blended into one beer. Show us your beer. Schmitz. Schmitz of Philadelphia. Beer as beer should one be. One beautiful beer. Schmitz. One beautiful <laughs> beer. Yeah, five of those, and everybody looks beautiful. Yeah, even the, uh, even the, 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 the hangers on. Do you believe that they have commercials like that back then? Isn't that? I mean, those a, commercials, they're so awful. I can't believe they sold anyone on anything. But see. It wasn't even subtle. It was like, buy our beer because it's real great. And, you know, I mean, well, they didn't say anything about the ugly it. people they put on TV back then. <laughs> I know. They look like uh, bad, you know, this looks like, like sitcom stars from Ward the, Cleaver. Um, okay, so now, have I taken care of everything except the news? News? And now the news. I'm Desmond Tutu. Colin and Donna Craig Dash Brown, and I hate when people do that. Jesus Christ. They were weeding through their garden in New Zealand when Colin's hoe, that's not his wife, that's, uh, he was hoeing with a hoe. Does struck, it have her name? I don't know. Okay. It's from New Zealand. You think I've ever been there? Colin's hoe struck something huge just beneath the soil's surface. Mm-hmm. Good for Colin. As the couple knelt down and began digging, they they thought it was some kind of fungal strange growth, a giant puffball maybe, and Colin pried it out with his garden fork. He scratched it away a little bit, and he tasted it. A potato. We couldn't believe it, Donna said. It was just huge. What kind of accent is that? I was like, if if this story was in Australia, you're you're good. Australia? Not exactly a pretty potato, but it's quite large, possibly the largest potato on record. Wow. Oh, yeah. A big spud. When the couple lugged it into their garage, put it on their old set of scales, it weighed in at a remarkable 7.9 kilos, which is 17.4 pounds of potato. That's a big potato. 
That's equal to a couple of sacks of regular potatoes. That's a big goddamn potato right there. So they uh, they retired it. They put it up on a shelf. They put it on Facebook. You know, of course, everybody puts everything on Facebook. Yeah. A friend of mine just had one of his testicles removed, and he put that on Facebook. Not the removal, the actual testicles. <laughs> like the potato, he named it <laughs> Nutty. They named this potato Doug. Doug. Doug yeah. the potato. Because it was dug out of the ground. Colin, the husband of the two couples, couple, said, It's one of nature's... <laughs> <laughs> it's one of nature's little pleasant surprises. Uh, this story. I just like I like stuff about big potatoes. That was a good story. True story, too. I mean, all these stories are true. I don't have to lie on these stories because the, inter- the internet is showing your iris there. Stephanie Motto, 31, made headlines around the world when she announced that she'd have to retire from selling her farts in jars after she says she was hospitalized while trying to keep up with the skyrocketing demand. <laughs> now... The former star of TLC's 90 Day Fiance said she made around $200,000 from selling her bottled farts to her fans. But the doctors advised her that her excessive windbreaking was taking a toll on her body. She, instead of... Call me, subcontract. (laughs) Instead of abandoning the business adventure entirely, Matto told the insider that she decided to pivot to selling her farts as non-fungible tokens. Wow. What is that? What does that have to do with it? They're not real. If you're selling your farts and you're selling non-fungible, it's not even the same thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> what is it about farts? You know, isn't it? Oh, they're, they're so much hilarious. Yep. Maddo explained but it while she was running under it, certain conditions. When she was running an 18 and over fan <laughs> subscription only platform, similar to OnlyFans, she received a lot of requests for her farts. <laughs> She she says, quote, I always thought that was a complete joke, but last year she said she decided to sell her farts as an experiment (laughs) to see if... (laughs) That's a $10 fart right there. (laughs) Glass jar. Yeah, to see if anybody would actually purchase them. Her first batch of 97 farts, Mm. each selling for 500 bucks. What? Imagine being the ass wipe out there that says, yeah, give me one of them for 500. How much we got, honey? We got 500 in a cookie jar? So, she she said he said one guy a, a customer of hers who was asked to be only referred to as John. There you go. Of course. He, he doesn't want to know because they might come steal the farts. What did she charge for these uh, farts? Well, five hundred dollars for these. I mean, she, yeah. I mean, depending, I guess, on the size of the jar, or you know what the fart. A forty-three-year-old you know, fi- bean fin- burrito fart, <laughs> financier, cauliflower fart. Said he spent a thousand dollars on two fart jars. He explained it helped him feel a sense of. Quote closeness to yeah. to Matto. He said, "I have a lot of fetishes, and one of them is I like the smell of a woman." He said, "I like all the smells." He said, "I like them all. I like every single smell." Yeah. <laughs> so now she's having problems with her gastrointestinal situation. <laughs> By the way, the way to if you got people out there interested in having your own business for selling your farts, I, I happen to know the perfect way to capture them because you're thinking, "How am I going to capture them?" You put them. No, they fly away. No. In a bathtub. You sit in a bathtub. Yep. You you take the jar. Okay, you sit in the bathtub, right? You put the jar opened, push it down right over where your crotch is or where, where, where the fart would come up as a bubble in the bathtub. Put it right there. And then when you, you know, 
it goes up bleh, into the jar. Into the jar. And it's trapped. Yep. Then when you get a couple in there, you reach down and you screw under the water. You screw the cap on so that when you pull it out, you have a jar. It has a little bit of water in it, but it's got the rest of it is 100% fart. Wow, it would be, too. It it's, would be. It would be flammable. The whole yeah. thing on top of the water is at the very top of the jar when you turn it back side up. Yep. The bottom is water. The top is pure, direct from your ass, fart. So if you put that on someone's desk and leave it there... As a joke, <laughs> first thing people do is they, yeah. they're going to open up to smell it. They go, what the hell is this? How many times have you done this? I can't even count. So that's how you do that. Here, brought your prison. I told you a story. Dick Robinson. Joey Reynolds was on with us, remember? Yes, I remember him. And the story was that he put the... And Dick Robinson opens it up and goes... The hell's this? He goes, Oh Christ. He goes, What'd you did you fart in that jar, babe? That's right. <laughs> did you fart in that jar? Yes, I did. How did you know? Anyway. Uh, okay, so now they they've you know they you know they banish people now, they uh, they do this thing where they, they kinda cancel you. Yep. Well they're they're trying to banish certain phrases that are overused by people. Really? Uh, yeah. The judges of a Michigan University's this cheeky USA annual banished words list. Mm. It's an annual thing. They have a message for texting and tweeting Americans. Wait what is is, is lame and it's done. Okay. Okay? Yeah. That phrase topped the, the list of 10 winners chosen from among 1,250 submissions of overused, misused, and generally groan-inducing words or phrases. Wait, what? Irritated nominators. I hate it, one wrote. I don't want to wait. <laughs> uh, the second slot went to another misused phrase, no worries. No, uh, no, worries. no worries. No worries. Nominators said it's dismissive. If I'm not worried, I don't want anyone telling me not to worry. Right? If I'm upset, I want to discuss being upset. So the no worries thing is gone now, or should be, according to these people. Did anything replace that? Though? Well, there's, new, there's other ones they hate, right? New normal. You know what you just say? Oh, good. Oh. Yeah, no worries. The, no, no, uh, the new normal. I am sick of so fucking sick of hearing. I that. like the old normal. Always will. You're on mute. I, I don't know. I've never heard that. No one's ever said that to me. Have you ever muted me during the middle of a podcast? Yes. Like when, right in the middle of uh, right in the middle when I'm talking. You have my. Have I ever just gone mute? Like. You mean like like that? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're alone again, Ben. We run the show now. I think we're alone now. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be oh, any. Oh, like he's giving us hands. One around. <laughs> Who did uh, the song "Alone Again" naturally? That was Gilbert O'Sullivan. Correct. What year? How about the seventy-two? Uh, uh, maybe seventy-one. Seventy-two. <laughs> supply chain. That 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 term oh, is yeah. just oh everything everything anybody ever says is supply chain. You know, cram it with the supply chain shit. All right. Yeah. Good God Almighty. And I have one more little news item. I got two more. Ready? Two more news items. Yeah. A, co <laughs> a couple walking on a beach in Northern Ireland found a message in a bottle that was launched from the United States in 2019. Was it a fart? No, it was not. Even <laughs> one of her farts. Rita Simmons and Shiaran Marone of Belfast said they were walking Wednesday at Megaharrity Beach. Megaharrity. Mm. I'm trying to say it in Irish. Yeah. On the Dewey Peninsula, in Ireland's County Donegal, they spotted a glass bottle in the sand. A bottle had two bucks in it, in U.S. currency, and had a note that revealed it had been launched from Ocean City, Maryland, in 2019. Wow. That's all the way in Ireland. 
It was an autographed picture of Sting. Sting. From the, from the police. Oh, okay, so here's my final one. And there were entries. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. This is the feature story. The feature story. These are entries to a Washington Post com- competition asking for a two-line rhyme with the most romantic first line, but with the least romantic second line. <laughs> okay. My darling, my lover, my beautiful wife, marrying you screwed up my life. Here's the next one. I see your face when I am dreaming. That's why I always wake up screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Kind, intelligent, loving, and hot. This describes everything you are not. I thought that I could love no other. That is, until I met your brother. (laughs) See, aren't these cute? This is a Washington Post thing. Okay. Roses are red, violets are blue, sugar is sweet, and so are you. But the roses are wilting, the violets are dead, the sugar bowl is empty, and so is your head. (laughs) I think like a fifth grader wrote this. (laughs) Don't you? Yeah. Uh, I want to feel your sweet embrace. Just don't take that paper bag off your face. Um, Yeah, I know. They're getting more nastier and nastier. My love, you take my breath away. What have you stepped in to smell this way? <laughs> See, these are more cute than anything well, yeah. else. Yeah, yeah I, and by the way, they're not hilarious. They're mildly amusing. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> what inspired this amorous rhyme? Two parts vodka, one part lime. Hey! Hey! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I did show prep because I even got to that. Yep, you did. Yeah, so. Uh... I think I'm pretty much croaked here. I don't really know what else. Oh, uh, don't forget the uh, fabulous new podcast called 15, I'm gonna get this right. 15 Minutes of Shame. shame. Not fame, like I said last week. I know you did. Good God almighty. Uh, how you guys doing? Everything all right? I'm doing fantastic. Great, you ready though. to party? Your health yeah. is good. Yep. Don't forget, Hypothecary Ales... Is the new place in uh, North Reading, 303 Main Street, North Reading. Drop in there and say hello. And whoever spells the name on my Twitter account gets the $50 gift card from our good friends at Hypothecary. The very first person to do that. That's right. right. And we leave you now with our good friends, musical, constant musical guests, union members, Jerry and Joe. I think think this might be... Natalie Cole's tune, Joe. Her father, of course, was Nat King Cole. He died. Yeah, she died too, by the way, Joe. And they're both dead. And the entire coal industry is kind of dead. That's fossil fuel reference there. Good one, true. This will be an everlasting love. This will be. The one I've waited for. This will be the first time anyone has loved me. Oh, oh, oh. I'm so glad you found me in time, Joe. I'm so glad that you've rectified my mind, Joe. This will be an everlasting love for me. That's Sean's. Loving you, True, is some kind of wonderful. Because you've shown me just how much you care. You've given me the thrill of a lifetime and made me believe that you've got more thrills to spare. Oh, this will be 
An everlasting love, Viagra. Yes, it will now. I heard that. You brought a lot of light into my life. You filled me with happiness that I, I never knew. You gave me more joy than I ever dreamed of, Troop. And no one, no one can take the place of you. Oh, this will be you and me. Yes, sirree. Eternally. Hugging and squeezing and kissing and pleasing together forever through rain or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You and me. As long as I'm living through love, I'll be giving to you. I'll be serving because you're so deserving. Hey, you're so deserving, Joe. You're so deserving, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say love.